Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. And all Riley and Kimmy fans that Dane attend. <laughs> <laughs> we are Phantasmagoria. Wicked, the Riley and Kimmy Show. The, the Riley and Kimmy, Kimmy Show. Toy. Toys. Toys. Movies. Movies. Comics. Comics. And so much more. The, the Riley and Kimmy Show. The more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to episode 1019. It is a Tuesday edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Hello everybody! Hello everybody! 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 Hi, I am your host, Patrick Riley, and we're opening the show a little bit different than we do, especially the uh, the past few episodes of the Riley and Kimmy show. And there's a reason that I have chosen to open it up the way we have. Now, uh, Kimmy has no idea what I'm going to talk about, and I don't mean to uh, cause her any, any pain or uh, to upset, upset her in any way, but I thought considering... We've had somebody part of the show since its inception that I I would be wrong to not talk about on this episode because we have quite a few of our listeners, uh, our uh, friends, personal friends, um, on social media with us, and friends, that is. I mean, I'm not just talking social media-wise, and are following us on both our, uh, our social media pages, and... It would be wrong if I did not at least acknowledge something. I don't want to delve into it for very long, but uh, we had a passing, and that happened before this episode, and it was something that uh, uh, was happening over a a period of a few days. Um, We kind of knew this was going to happen, but uh, our baby girl, that is Crypto, uh, who's been part of this show, as I said, since its beginning, uh, passed away, and... Um, Kimmy is part of this episode right now. We talked about that, and she thought that, I don't mean to be putting words in your mouth, but you kind of said that she would kind of want us to uh, do this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there's no way she can ever be replaced, not in my mind, not in my heart at all. Uh, I, I mean, I miss her as much, if not more, um, than when she she left us. And if you want to see photos of her and some commentary in that, uh, you know, friend either one of us uh, on our Facebook pages, I will not have that part of our show page at all. I mean, the Riley and Kimmy show is a part of pop culture escapism. That's what we offer every day. And by the way, we have a uh, animal talk show uh, as well. And if you're interested in animals and dogs and things and cats and all kinds of animals, check out animalspecial.com. And... 
we have somebody you will hear in the background because I, you know, uh, we, we're not your traditional uh, terrestrial radio station or even satellite radio station, which has restrictions on who can be in the studio. And considering it is our show and our rules, I can have anybody in this studio I want as a guest. And I will always have a fur kid part of the studio. Mm-hmm. So if you occasionally hear noises and things, you, you hear you know, somebody passing gas <laughs> or drinking from a large body of liquid, that is not Kimmy. No. That is the guest in the studio, the person who is you know, part of the show. And Lockjaw is part of the show. Mm-hmm. And... Lockjaw is Lockjaw is no stranger to this studio because before the Riley and Kimmy show came to be, he would be in this studio from time to time. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, quite a bit of time he would spend with me, and he's great uh, when I was recording commercials and things like that. To a point, uh, he would occasionally decide to become part of them, and we'd have to go back to the beginning because in those environments, those things, he couldn't be part of those. But on this show, if he wants to pass gas. If he wants to... Or grunt or snore or... Oh, which he does. And occasionally oh, yeah. tr- tries to talk. Uh-huh. Um, he's he's a very big boy. He is a Mastiff. And he, he kind of reminds me of uh, maybe, you know, Ben. Gentle Ben. Mm. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of feel like Clint Howard walking around with him, you know, sometimes. <laughs> he, he's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a gentle soul. And we thought it'd be perfect to have him in here. Now... It'll be interesting to see how he is with some certain additions of wiring that I've done uh, since the studio was last open to him. Uh, we'll see uh, what gets knocked off the control panel mm-hmm. on episodes. It could happen on any episode. It might happen on this one. We have no idea, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it could happen at any given time. Yes, you don't know. He, although he looks quite comfortable now, right now. He, um, he looks very content. Uh-huh. He he is smiling. Uh, he is happy, I think. Mm-hmm. And we're happy to have him part of this episode of the Riley and Kimmy show. Yes. So I need to ask this question. Can you do the episode, Kimmy? Are you okay to do this episode? Yes, I am. I want to send a thank you to uh, the animal hospital that uh, took care of our needs, and that is Deland Animal Hospital. They are fantastic. They're open 24-7 in Deland, Florida. And they have a great support staff. They have great doctors there. And uh, I, because of being, I, I would say in shock with the situation, because it was one of those where we knew we had to go do what had to be done. Or I mean, what was happening was happening. There was no turning back. Right. And a, I, I did not, I, I, well, first of all, I'd never met this veterinarian before. We, we, we are friends with quite a few who mm-hmm. are there. And including the owners, and this, I, I couldn't have asked for anybody else better to have dealt with us and mm-hmm. been part of that uh, experience, which is horrible in its own right. I, I don't know how veterinarians do what they do, and yes. they they truly are superheroes. They 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 are angels walking on earth. And a big thank you to Deland Animal Hospital, to the vet in particular who helped us. And a, a big thank you mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, she was very sweet and um, reassuring. Yes. And um, uh, very warm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Now, Kimmy, uh, once again, you are okay to go on? Yes. Now, we opened the show with uh, Good Friends to the Riley and Kimmy show. 
Uh, that was John Diadana, Dion, and the rest of Phantasmagoria Orlando. And big thank you from the Riley and Kimmy Show to John and Dion for uh, sending special thoughts and warm wishes to us. And he truly is a brother from another mother to me. I, I don't have the time, nor will I do this. Uh, it's just not fair to those who are listening that really don't care. Um, because, as I said, we are pop culture escapism. But thank mm-hmm. you to all of you, each and every one of you. Uh, that reached out to me in particular because Kimmy had no idea I was going to make public this uh, this passing, and mm-hmm. I did with a with photos and a video tributes. Um, there were some there that I know that you had never seen uh, that I included, and I didn't mean to upset you, Kimmy, no, with that. No, you didn't. And, and thank you to everybody, and as I said, that uh, reached out. I can't I can't mention all of you, but you're all very special to me and you truly showed me that you are more than just a number on a social media page you really are my friend and i deeply deeply appreciate that now speaking of phantasmagoria orlando they will be appearing somewhere nearby to the riley and kimmy show matter of fact right in our uh, backyard if you will it's sort of like they 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 bring the whole uh victorian horror steampunk show uh nearby right kimmy mm-hmm. and that's going to be happening it's going to be happening this weekend and the Riley and Kimmy show is getting ready. That's right, get ready. It is a steampunk industrial show that's happening in Mount Dora, Florida. That is this Saturday and Sunday. That is October 15th and 16th. Starting at 9 o'clock in the morning. And it runs into the evening, Kimmy. Admission is free. Parking is free. 100 vendors will be on hand with fabulous finds in the world of steampunk. I mean, uh, this is a place I found a fantastic derby Mm -hmm. that I have. If you check out our Riley and Kimmy show uh, Facebook page, you can see that derby. I'm I'm there with, uh, like, Michael Myers. A picture, you know, Michael Myers from Halloween Mm -hmm. at a recent event. Uh, for Spooky Empire, mm-hmm. and we were there, at, but beautiful, beautiful derby. I got that at Mount Dora Steampunk Industrial Days. I'm sure that vendor will be there. I, I don't think he ever misses an event like that. Right. Um, that's the location I found. That also some other steampunk knickknacks I have found. There's things from you know all types of things you can add to your costume or uh, just to your home uh, office. There's gifts there. I guarantee it for somebody who likes the you know the the unique. Right. Mm-hmm. There's entertainment that's going to be going on. Phantasmagoria is just one of the uh, entertainers uh, that'll be happening. There's uh, there's music, live music all uh, day or throughout the day. There's going to be samples of dance as well too. Lacey and Florida Tribal Dance will be performing. And if you've never seen them, this is a fantastic venue to see them because one of the reasons they got a lot of room to perform, mm-hmm. a lot of room and. I guarantee you will be amazed at what you see. Also, Phantasmagoria will be performing. I have a strong feeling they will have examples of fire performance as well. Yes, fire. <laughs> yes, Kimmy's favorite, uh, fire. That's all happening in Mount Dora, Florida this weekend. And be sure to uh, be on the lookout for us. Become part of an episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. We'd love to talk to you. You can talk nerd geek with us, steampunk and Victorian horror with us. Uh, tell us your favorite Jules Verne. Uh, if you have no idea what steampunk is about, Jules Verne, why I said that is, that's, that is the world. That's one of the examples of the world 
of steampunk. Also, another good example of the world of steampunk, maybe like uh, Wild Wild West, to give you an idea of that. It's uh, it's a it's just its own different world. I like it. I love it, and if you've never experienced it before, this is safe for the entire family. This is a fun thing that will be happening. Check out Phantasmagoria. That's this weekend in Mount Dora, Florida. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Perfect way to get ready for Halloween, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Boo. Boo back. That's right, boo back. And one of the other things about Halloween is how about those Halloween costumes of yesteryear? You know, I found... <laughs> An example of some of the costumes that uh, Kimmy, and I'm not saying I did, uh, Kimmy wore uh, way back when 13 wacky TV-based Halloween costumes from the 1970s. Now, these styles were also utilized in the 60s and have their roots a little bit earlier than that. Now, I know Kimmy has in her collection, or has had in her collection, uh, those that go all the way back to being burlap made. That's correct, Kimmy, with the masks, Mm -hmm. or, or like burlap yeah, my, my older brothers, they, they had quite a collection of uh, costumes that they had stored in the attic back at my old home. And um, some of them were, you know, the the aprons were like plasticky and the, the masks were burlap. Now, yeah, that was that, that was comfortable. Now, Kimmy grew up in a home that the outside the, kind of looked like the Adams family. I'm not kidding. It's that style mm-hmm. era of home, a Victorian era type home, very big. And she kind of grew up in the Adams family. Mm-hmm. You had your own versions of Uncle Fester and everybody else there. Oh, yeah. And these types of costumes we're talking about were not just unique to that type of an environment. They were all over their mainstream. You could go to a department store, a some grocery stores, and pick these up in a box if you've never seen these before. Like the Ben Cooper is one of the examples mm-hmm. of the companies that uh, was there. Also, Halco is another. Uh, Collegeville. There, but the, the prime, in my opinion, was Ben Cooper. Uh, these other three I mentioned did have licensing for certain characters and stuff. Uh, I collect the Ben Cooper, and it's another line I do collect as well. Uh, I'm trying to find certain ones. And I didn't have anything that had burlap on it, but I did have the apron thing, which Kimmy's talking about, because they did it, and it smelled like a shower curtain liner, be the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. It, it had that vinyl-y smell. Yeah. Or like uh, an air mattress, uh, a cheap air mattress, uh, it, it, or maybe an inflatable pool thing. It had that kind of, not stink, it's a, it's just an interesting smell to it. That's what the costumes uh, lower half smelled like. And then you had the type of costumes Kimmy and I had, not the burlap mask one, but they had the plastic foamed mask. Now, I think the interesting part is, like, if you if you wore a character that you chose here, like, let's say Spider-Man, because that's one of them I had, all right? Mm-hmm. I kind of like to have one in dis- on display, all right, like that. You had the Spidey mask, which was really cool. It, it was a half or a little less than half a mask, but you had the front that looked like Spider-Man's mask. Mm-hmm. But then you had the apron thing, and on it, it had a picture of, like, Spider-Man, and it said Spider-Man on it. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man's going around saying he's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. written out. Right. And other characters were like that as well. Now, I'm kind of curious, Gibby, on their list of 13 wacky ones, did you see this one? Did you have this one? Do you want this one? The Vinny Barbarino from Welcome Back, Cotter. Oh, that's scary. Look at that thing. That's scary. That That is now, by the way, you can follow along. These are available on our Nerd News section. You can check these out. Next one is the Gabe Kaplan one. Oh, boy. Look at that. Yeah. And and if you notice, it's uh, it's got all the sweat hogs right there on the front. Uh-huh. And 
Because, of course, that's what he would wear. That's what the teacher of the school would wear, a picture of all the sweat hogs on the front with like this, I don't even, I can't even describe the apron. Uh, It's got like lightning bolts on it, I think. Yeah. Um, Next one, I don't even know if you can, I'm going to hide who it is. Well, it's going to tell you. It's actually the person who emceed this show. They actually made one. Uh, that's not Kimmy Guzlan. That's uh, that's Lockjaw. Yeah. Um, check this out. It's the Gong Show. Oh. One. Do you know who that is? Can you think of him? Uh, and, Chuck Barris. And these are children's costumes. Yeah. Keep that in mind. These are not made for adults. Uh-huh. Adu- an adult cannot fit them. The mask will not fit properly. And they actually thought a Chuck Barris one would be really cool for kids. Now, see if you can I, you can read this. I'm pretty sure. You got, but I'm going to hold it back enough where you can't say, you know, where the character has its name on it. Who is that? You're trying to read Bionic it. Woman? Yes, it is. Take a look. That's Jamie Summers. Okay. Now, you are a big fan oh, yeah. of the Bionic Woman uh-huh. and Jamie Lee that Summers. That doesn't look anything like her. Would Lindsay Wagner like that? No. Okay, let's do a few more here. This one, I'm totally surprised. They did the... It makes no sense. Look at the mask that they have with this. And then look at the the apron. And it's the Brady Bunch. Now, explain that one to me. It has, wow. It has like a red... Dom- I have no idea. It has a red domino mask, or like, you know, a domino mask, which is like what the uh, the Hamburglar uh-huh. you know, wears. But those are typically black. This is a red one. It makes no I sense. I have no idea. And Yeah, it has a picture wow. of them on there. The Chips one... There you go. Uh-huh. Have you seen any of these before? I don't know. And everybody wanted to be Klinger from MASH. What? See? Look at that. That is, that is Klinger. Oh, that's crazy. And wait a minute. Let's see if we got a few more here. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Which one's this? Oh, Laverne and Shirley. Which, Shirley. Yes. Yes, that is Shirley Feeney. I bet you wanted that one, didn't you? Yeah, no. And here's Kimmy's favorite, I'm sure. Oh, from that no, era. not the Fonz. Come on, let's say it together. Oh, it, hey. It, 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 look at that. You got yeah. Fonzie walking around with himself on, on the on the apron, coming in at number nine, I think it is, on the list. Uh, I, oh, this. Every child wanted this one. The Little House on the Prairie one. The Laura Ingalls. That's Laura Ingalls? That, well, see, that's what it's wow. like. Take a look. And it's, it's got this, like, flowered dress with her in the center, and then it's got the family down on the bottom of the dress. Look at that. Okay. Yeah, you'd be a hit in school. Now, this one, I actually want, even though as a child, I probably would have cringed with this one, but I, I would like to see this, like, on the studio wall here for the Riley and Kimmy show. HR Puff and stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, look at HR. Is he, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's kind of cool. Even, yeah. with it, even with his apron. Yep. You know, I, I kind of like that one. And here's Big Bird. Oh, okay. And let's see. Let's do. Let's see if it, Kimmy can identify this one. I'm going to hide who it is by the. Oh, Kimmy's getting upset now with Lockjaw. She's like, oh, don't be making all that noise. He can make all the noise he wants. Let him do his thing. And <laughs> see if you can identify the TV show or and the character. Can you do this? This is the final one. The plane. You, how could you tell who that was? How could you tell that was Tattoo? Spitting image. The mask is the spitting image, or was it, it was it the cartoon of himself on the... No, it was, it was the mask. 
You actually think that... That, that actually kind of looks like him. All right, Fantasy Island uh, was one of them, too. We have that entire list available right on our Nerd News section. You can find that at RileyAndKibby.com. And any of those? Uh, you jealous? Did you want any of those as a kid? You want any of those as an adult? Mm, no. And you did at least have one that I know of, which is uh, the first cosplay. Yeah. That was Huck, right? Huckleberry Hound. Yeah, Kimmy was uh, Huckleberry Hound. So, <laughs> And you did you have any others? Um, no, the others uh, um, I would wear were like my brothers, like they had a skeleton. Burlap? Um, that one wasn't a burlap, but um, a witch. I don't know why my brothers had a witch costume. Okay, they were they were they were ahead <laughs> but, of their time. Hey, they were ahead of their time. Yeah. Okay. But that was a burlap mask. And did you and wear that, that one? Was scratchy ah, and hard to breathe and uncomfortable as all heck. Yeah. Well, you did have an advantage, Kimmy, because where you grew up was next to the North Pole. So when you did go out and go trick or treating, it was probably quite cold. So you weren't, you know. I only remember going trick-or-treating one time. One time. And that was with my dad, and that was only to certain houses. As Huckleberry Hound. Or the witch. Okay. I don't remember. So you were you one of these kids that handed out candy? Mm-hmm. So considering you lived in the Adams family kind of home, were there many bing-bongers? Yeah. You know? oh, they, oh, they actually went up to your house. It wasn't like the ghost yeah. of Mr. Chicken. They weren't afraid of the house. Yeah. Okay. They'd come get candy from us. Oh, good. Yeah. So you do have pleasant memories of uh-huh. Halloween. Huckleberry, I think, I wore probably to kindergarten okay. uh, class, you know, the costume parade. You early cosplayer, you. Mm, yeah. Well, we yep. w- we'll be talking more about Halloween and doing some Halloween tributes and things like that as we get closer to Halloween. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Kimmy, I have a question for you. Would you like to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia? Of course. <laughs> All right, we're going to be asking Kimmy some questions from the pop culture world, the nerd and geek world. And this is just for fun. You can play at home with her, at work, at school, wherever, because we are mobile and we are global. Um, Feel free to yell at her. Uh, This is the time you can yell at Kimmy. You can shout out those answers, even though this has already been done and, you know, it won't get to her unless we have some type of time anomaly going on. Sort of like the time tunnel. Some timey-wimey thing. Yeah, sort of like the time tunnel. And maybe it'll get through there and you can communicate. Because, you know, I've been watching the time tunnel, which I've never seen before in my life, on MeTV on Red Eye Saturday nights. Me and our good friend Mark B. Lee doing that. Uh, It's right after Land of the Giants. It's a time travel thing. They go through a tunnel. And the people who are back, they're communicating with them. I've never heard of either of those shows. And the last Saturdays was unique because Carol O'Connor played the villain and the hero. He played two roles. Hmm. And this is approximately, I'm taking a guess, probably eh, six years, five years before he plays that certain role that made him a household name. What was that role? What was that TV show? Oh, Archie Bunker. That's right. On All in the Family. See how we've already, we're already in Nerd and Geek Trivia. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of cool, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Here we go. It is Tuesday, October 11th. Let's move to the Almanac. It was on this date, Kimmy, in 18. Let me make sure my eyes aren't going. It is that early. 1869, Thomas Edison filed for a patent on his first invention, it's one that is unknown really today. His very first invention that he filed a patent on was the electric machine 
that was to be used to counting votes in the United States Congress. However, they said, uh, we don't want it. Think about that, a vote counter hmm. in like 1869, electronic one. It was on this date in 1881, David Henderson Houston patented the first roll film for a camera. Yes, for those who are millennials, there was a thing called film that you would put into a camera. You would take pictures. The film would move through the camera. And then once the roll has been used up, you would get it to developed. And then maybe if you're lucky in a week, two or three, you might have some pictures in your hands. Mm-hmm. You were really lucky then, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. So we owe uh, Mr. David Henderson Houston in 1881. It was on this date, Kimmy, a certain department store that you have shopped at many times. And it, it goes by two names. It has its full name or it has a shortened name. It opened on this date nationwide. It opened actually uh, in a certain location that would make it nationwide in 48 states can you name that big department store that eh, clothing was its thing it also had a humongous now think of the catalog big catalog that you could buy other things not just clothes and i would say as time moved on it became more known as a clothing uh, place for people sears no jc penny that's right give me the year that that chain opened up Mm, 1903. Good choice. What's interesting is it opened up in 1929. Now, why is this interesting? Because in just a few weeks in 1929, the Great Depression unfolds. Somehow that store survived the Great Depression, hmm. which I think is amazing. You know, it didn't have a a track record, a huge amount of time it had been open like it's you know it had a heritage it opened in 29 and it survived it was on this date in 1936 the radio show professor quiz aired for the first time if you have a sample of that you are quite lucky because it is an extremely hard old-time radio show to find examples of and it is deemed as probably and i use probable probably the first quiz show on radio kimmy okay and because and it it was one of the, and it just started a whole bunch. There are great examples in the 1930s, late 30s, and throughout the 40s of old time radio and game shows and quiz shows. But that one somehow has not uh, been passed around from collector to collector. I do not have it in my collection at all. So on this date in 1939, United States President Roosevelt, Kimmy's like, is he going to ask me a president question? Was presented with a letter from. A certain scientist that urged the president to develop the United States atomic program rapidly. Who is that scientist? I don't know. That is Albert Einstein. Okay. Moving over to 1958, Pioneer 1, a lunar probe was launched by the United States. The probe did not reach its destination, the moon. It actually fell back to the earth and burned up in the atmosphere. Okay. This is going on at the same time where Sputnik had just uh, went around the Earth. So that was kind of a little setback. It was on this date that Apollo 7 was launched by the United States. The first manned Apollo mission was the first in which live TV broadcasts were received from orbit. Kimmy, what year did that happen? 1968. Exactly right. Amazing. Our good friend Mark Mayhew... Our resident space expert, I was going to say space freak, would be quite proud of you for that one. 
It was on his date in 1969. Muddy Waters was seriously injured, and three people were killed in a car accident near Chicago. It was on his date, Kimmy, listen carefully. 1971 is the year. Hugh Downs left the Today Show and a game show called Concentration. He later became the host of a very big ABC program. Can you tell me the name of that program? 2020. Did you watch him on 2020? I did watch 2020. Mm, all right. It was on this date, Kimmy. It was on this date, Kimmy. Saturday Night Live was broadcast for the very first time. Two questions here. Give me the year it debuted and tell me who the first guest host of Saturday Night Live was. That was 1975? Exactly right. Was it Steve Martin? No. Um, hmm. Somebody known for those seven words that you cannot say. George the, Carlin. Right, uh, yes, that's right. George Carlin. Now, did you watch Saturday Night Live? Yes. That In the, that first season? Yes. Did you watch maybe that first episode? Do you know? Probably. You, that was not banned in your household? No. That's interesting. I, I would have thought your parents would have went, oh, you cannot watch that, or, or maybe even protest it, because... What Saturday Night Live had done was it took Carson off the air for Saturdays. They would run a rerun of Johnny Carson's show, The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And I was I figured maybe because I'm sure they were fans of Johnny Carson and The Tonight Show that they might, uh, you know, have kind of maybe had their protest. And plus that had to be radical to them, that show, mm. when you think about it. Who was your favorite primetime player back then, not ready for primetime player, the original set? Oh, at the time, probably... Chevy Chase. I was going to guess that. I thought that or Gilda with you. Mm. I, I, either one of them. I'll, it, I'm nuts. It'd be kind of hard to pick who. Yeah. It's impossible for me. Yeah. I, I You know, I'd be a toss. It's a toss between Aykroyd and uh, Belushi. Yeah. Definitely them together. Mm-hmm. Kimmy, give me the year. Bill Clinton and Hillary were married in Arkansas. Um, 19... 19- 70. 1975. Okay. Same time as Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Same day. Think about that. Wow. It was on this date, Kimmy, the last hand-cranked telephone in the United States went out of service. Tell me the year that 444 telephone customers were switched to direct dial. 1945. 45. Now, this is the last hand crank telephone. 1950. It is 1983. What? In Maine, the last hand cranked telephone in the United States went out of service. 444 telephone customers in Bryant Pond, Maine were, were switched to digital. Okay. Now, what's kind of, you, you're looking at that's kind of odd. The, the prairie area I grew up in, we did not have. Dial, rotary, or dial, the push button, at all till 1976, I think it was. Wow. And we were one of the last to pick up the phone, just like on Andy Griffith's show, and ask the op- operator to make a dial for you. Hmm. And, and you had, and I don't know why they did this, we had color numbers. Example, I have no idea what that old number was, but it was, example, like red 542. Blue seven two eight and what and I toured the telephone company, and a, a person at the switchboard would take a cable that was colored blue and plug it in to the appropriate area. It was a trip. If you ever mm. see the Lily Tomlin mm-hmm. uh, uh, comedy bit, yeah, it sort of looked like that. 
Okay. Maybe, maybe a little bit different, but it was kind of like that, okay? Mm-hmm. Give, me, give me the year that American Catherine D. Sullivan became the first female astronaut to spacewalk. Maybe this is a helpful hint here. She was aboard the space shuttle Challenger. 1980? 84 is when that happened. Moving over to celebrity birthdays. Kimmy, tell me how old Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates is today. Uh, 57. Kimmy, you saw him perform in Orlando at mm-hmm. an outdoor concert. You're telling me Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates is? 57? Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates is 70 today. Oh, my gosh. He is well preserved. Yes, he, he is, he, and has a fantastic voice. Some consider has you know great range and oh, yeah. and some feel that he was, he's he just never has gotten the recognition mm-hmm. that he deserves. I love Hollow Notes. Yeah, and including his solo material as well. Yeah, that was a good concert. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Fantastic concert. Didn't perform one of my favorites, but that's okay. What is one of my favorite? Can you tell me my favorite Hollow Notes song that was not performed? That's the key. Not performed. I don't know. Your imagination. Mm. You've heard that on some retro shows. It's not a real. It was a dance, more dance. Yeah. It's got a real funky feel to it. I love uh-huh. this. And it came out the same time period as Queen's Body Language and, mm. and that. I, I love, you know, that. Uh, okay. I, I do have that on my MP3 player. And yeah, I understand why they didn't play it because I'd be probably the only one out in the audience that knew the words. Joan Cusack, having a birthday today. How old is she? Uh, 47. She is 54. She's also known as the voice of Jesse in the Toy Story franchise. Mm. And her famous brother is? John Cusack. That's correct. Kimmy, moving over to this person. Tell me if you can identify who he is and tell me how old he is. Here is your clue. This birthday person's clue. He starred as Dylan McKay on the TV series Beverly Hills 90120 from 1990 to 1995. Then again, from 1998 to 2000. Who is he? 90210? That's correct. Didn't I say that? Yes. Beverly Uh, Hills 90210. He was Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. One of those heartthrobs. Luke Perry? That's correct. How old is Luke Perry today? 35. I mean, 45. Kimmy got an odd look. We should have this episode on. 45. We should have had this episode on video. Luke Perry would would really thank Kimmy on that first answer. Luke Perry is 50 today. Moving over to celebrity deaths. Chico Marx passed away on this date at the age of 74 in 1961. Kimmy. Tell me who this notable is that passed away, and tell me how old and the year that he passed away. It was on this date. He is a comedian known for his comedy records before your time, 50-some, very raunchy stand-up comedy material that he did. He's ranked as 24th best stand-up comedian of all time. He was known in the 1970s for a TV series where he was the proprietor of a junkyard and referred to his son as Dummy. Can you tell me the name of that show and tell me the person who passed away on this date in history, age, and year? Well, that's Sanford and Son, Red Fox. That's correct. Uh, passed away, let's say, 1979? 1991. Oh, okay. How old was Red Fox when he passed away in 1991? Keep in mind the show that he played in the 1970s 
and the character of Fred Sanford? He was 80. Red Fox. In 1991, on this date when he passed away, was... Let's take a look here. Make sure my eyes aren't going. She said he was 80? Oh, no. He was 68. 68? He was 68. So he he was touching... He was 50-ish when he did the role originally. Wow. It's makeup, Kimmy. It's makeup. It, <laughs> it, it really was. It Seriously, it was. Oh, okay. You, you've never probably seen him all dapper and how he did some of his routines, like in Vegas and things like that. He, he really, I mean, mm. for, there's mannerisms and things that he used on stage that became Fred Sanford, you know, part of the act. But uh, Fred was definitely a character that okay. wasn't him. It, it's sort of like, you know, Irene Ryan, who played Granny on the Beverly Hillbillies. Okay. And yes, thank you, Lockjaw. See, that's part of the he's, show. He's he's very vocal. <laughs> yes, he is. That's not my stomach growling. It's 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 no. him just vocalizing through the whole show. And he's happy. He's extremely happy. He's smiling down there. And he is happy. Okay, moving over to the final celebrity death. Kimmy will have no idea who it is. We will just highlight it right here. It's Richard Denning who passed away on this date. Uh, in 1998, at the age of 84. Now, he had a rich sci-fi fantasy background. He's best known for science fiction films in the 1950s, including Unknown Island. Actually, 40s, too. 1948, Creature from the Black Lagoon. He's the bad guy in 1954 that leads the expedition and wants to, uh, you know, capture the creature. And he gets what's coming to him towards the, uh, the end of that film. Target Earth, 1954. Day the World Ended, 1955. Creature with the Atom Brain, 1950. I'm not making these up. Quit looking at me like that. Okay. 1955. And The Black Scorpion, 1957. He also appeared in other films as well, like An Affair to Remember, 1957, with Cary Grant. And he's known on the radio. The Golden Age of Radio, because he technically is part of the original I Love Lucy. He was Lucy's husband, in My Favorite Husband, the radio show that ran for quite a few years that eventually would lead to I Love Lucy. Did like 120-some episodes of that. It was highly rated. And another thing he was known for, Kimmy, that when you grew up on TV, you did see him, even though you don't know his name. He was on the TV show Hawaii 5 from 1968 to 1980. He was the boss of Steve McGarrett. He was the governor of Hawaii. Mm. So he had a, a big, rich background. And what I thought, Kimmy, we would honor him, that is Richard Denning, who passed away on this date in history by going back to the golden age of radio. Radio was new. Radio. Someone still loves you. And that's O'Reilly and Kimmy Show. Anytime we can go back in time, we take that opportunity and we highlight the golden age of radio. I Love Lucy, most people consider it was an original program. It was original TV program, but it actually came from something else. It really did. Its blueprints come from the golden age of radio and my favorite husband. And we can say that with confidence because Lucy was on it and, and she plays the very similar character as Lucy Ricardo and it was in the same kind of setting and it had the same three writers the three big writers for the i love lucy show on tv were the three prime writers for the radio show what they did is they took some of the radio scripts and retooled them for television and they also changed some of the characters names and and retooled them a little bit unfortunately gail gordon who was part of the radio show as the neighbor was not part of the tv show he was supposed to be playing fred mertz 
but because of contract obligations, contractual obligations, he could not. He would eventually appear on an episode of I Love Lucy, and eventually later on in one of Lucy's uh, other shows, he would play like Mr. Mooney and some other characters as well. But you'll hear him here. There's a good possibility of that. And have a sharpier ready to go because you might hear a cartoon voice or two. That's in there. Somebody who did some cartoon voices. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Just to let you check it out. I will tell you it's not male. <laughs> so that's a clue. See if you can spot who it is. We're going to go back in time right now to the golden age of radio, an episode of My Favorite Husband in honor of Richard Denning on The Riley and Kimmy Show. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Jello, everybody. <laughs> Yes, it's the Gay Family Series, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Transcribed and brought to you by the Jell-O family of red-letter desserts. J-E-L-L-O, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tapioca puddings. Yes, sir. And now, Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. As we look in on 321 Bundy Drive, Sheridan Falls, it's late afternoon. Liz is just arriving home from her club meeting and is met at the door by George. Hi, Liz. George, are you home already? No, I'm still at the office. Give me a kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is a switch. I'm coming home and you're meeting me at the door. We're on different sides of the kiss. Yeah. (laughs) How'd things go at the bank today, dear? Oh, pretty good. I spent the day breaking the points off the bank pens. (laughs) What did you do? Oh, I went down to the beauty parlor and had my weekly henna rinse. (laughs) Joke's over. (laughs) I was just kidding, honey. I know. As a matter of fact, I had a very educational day at the club. We had a lecture on older people and how they can be kept happy and useful. Is there any hope for you? (laughs) You think you're being funny, but he pointed out a lot about me. I have no hobby. No. Everybody should have a hobby, and I'm going to get one. It will not only keep me interested and active, but after you're gone, I won't be lonesome. Well. (laughs) Well, if you want to... What do you mean, after I'm gone? Well, when you're... Gone, and I'm a pale but still attractive widow. Tell me, Liz, how did I go? Quietly in my sleep? Look, honey, you wouldn't want me to be lonely and unhappy, now would you? Until I remarry. Remarry? After a respectful interlude, of course. George, when you go, I want to be prepared. Stop to... saying when I go. <laughs> what makes you so sure I'm going first? Well, statistics prove that you are, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No. It would be impolite. Ladies go first. <laughs> Mother told me. All right, you can make fun if you want to, but I'm going down to the art store first thing in the morning and try on a hobby for size. Maybe I should get a hobby, too. I think you should. After all, if it doesn't work out the way you planned, I might not remarry for several months. You? Remarry? How can you think of such a thing? Well, you did. Well, that's different. You just try it and you'll have me to reckon with. <laughs> you. Liz, don't tell me you found a way to sneak back. <laughs> George Cooper, let's get this settled right now. If you don't give me your solemn promise not to remarry after I go, I stay. <laughs> How do you do? Hello. Welcome to Carl's Arts and Crafts, the culture center of the community. I am Carl. Oh, I'm Mrs. Cooper. Uh, I want to start a hobby that will help me while away my time in 40 years or so when I'm 80, uh, 70, uh, when I'm an old lady. Of course, art is your answer. Painting is the key to self-expression. Oh, really? What kind of painting? Oh, I have all media. What do you usually like to work in? Oh, just an old house dress. <laughs> hmm. I mean the medium, watercolor, tempera, pastels, finger painting. Oh, finger painting, that sounds good. I wouldn't have to buy anything. I already have fingers. <laughs> good. Are, are these the right kind of fingers? Well, you can start with those. Later on, I'll sell you some better ones. Oh, you're kidding me. No, finger painting is really too elementary for you, Mrs. Cooper. You should have something more expensive, uh, more advanced. Uh, sculpturing would be perfect for you. Here's some clay over there. Uh, go ahead, try to make something out of that clay. Oh, no, I couldn't. I'm no good at this sort oh, of thing. Oh, how can you tell till you try? I wouldn't want to sell it to you till I see if you have a feeling for it. Well, I know, but I'd rather Go not... ahead. Dig right in with your hands and see what you can do. Well, like this? That's it. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Sort of like making mud pies. <laughs> Once you get onto it, you'll... <gasps> Mrs. Cooper! What? Look at that clay! Did I do something wrong? Wrong was Michelangelo wrong Why you've taken that shapeless mass of clay and already you've breathed life into it. <laughs> Who, me? <coughs> I've never seen such form, such rhythm, such movement. Really? It's just something I squeezed together. <laughs> I know, but it was the way you squeezed it. <laughs> oh, the world is waiting for a squeezer like yours. <laughs> oh, you don't mean that. No, believe me, Mrs. Cooper, any commerceur... Oh, no, wait. We are in luck. What? Do you see that gentleman browsing around the old masters over there? Yeah. He's a famous art critic. Oh, really? Yes, one of the best in America. Let's see what he thinks. Hmm? 
<laughs> oh, Professor, I'd like your opinion on something, please. Well, certainly, Carl. What is it? Uh, Professor, I'd like you to meet Mrs. Cooper. Uh, Mrs. Cooper... Carl! <laughs> <laughs> this sculpture? When did you get it in? It's magnificent. Is that what I wanted to ask you about? Mrs. Cooper just made it. Just made yeah. it? Right before your eyes. So help me. Madam, I salute you. You must have studied years to achieve such a talent. I never had a lesson in my life. Down on your knees, Carl. <laughs> Presence of a genius. Oh, get up, fellas. You make me feel silly. Oh, Mrs. Cooper, you owe it to the world to continue your sculpturing. Oh, gee, I I guess I'll take some clay. How much will I need? Ten pounds? Uh, make it 25. Make it 50. Uh, and you'll need a set of tools and some wire for your frames. Yeah, well, I'll take your... them all. Send them right out to 321 Bundy Drive. <sighs> I really shouldn't keep the world waiting any longer, should I? Oh, no. Well... Goodbye, Mrs. Cooper. Goodbye. Oh, Carl, what a thrill to launch new talent. All right, get off it, Sam. <sighs> Grab a broom and go clean up the back room like I told you to do this morning. Eh, <laughs> okay. And another thing, the next aspiring artist that comes in, I get to be the professor. You have all the fun. <laughs> Hey, honey, I'm home. Hey, Liz, where are you? I'm home. Oh, now, where can she be? Hey, what, what's that sign on the door of the den? Hmm. Do not disturb genius at work. <laughs> Liz, what in the heck is this? George, didn't you see the sign? Liz, what are you doing? What's that outfit you have on? This is an artist smock and a tam. It's the official outfit of all of us sculptor assistants. This morning at the art store, I was just experimenting with some clay, and there was a professor of art there, and he said that I am without a doubt an artistic genius. Really? Sure. I just finished that statue on the table. What do you think of it? Well, uh, you made that? Uh-huh. All by yourself? Uh-huh. What do you think of it? By George. So so you made that all by yourself. Yeah, do you like it? Like it? Oh, gosh, honey, it's... A... Well, I've never seen anything. It... It's the most... So you made that all by yourself. Oh, I'll bet you don't even know what it is. Of course I know what it is. Anybody could tell. Well? Let me see it from the back. Okay. Hmm. Well? That's the back of it, all right. George, stop stalling. What do you think it is? <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing, honey. I, I knew what it was all the time. You did? Of course. Every detail is clear and sharp. Though those stems are sensational. Stems? <laughs> yes, sir. 
anybody could tell as soon as they laid eyes on it, that's a bunch of grapes. (laughs) What's the matter? That's a man's head. (laughs) I hate you, George Cooper. Get out of here. Well, listen, ladies, you can be a sculptor right in your own kitchen. And this is strictly on the up and up. You can turn out works of art with Jell-O. Lovely to look at, delicious to eat, and quick as a wink to fix. You'll find a whole page of gay, exciting new Jell-O recipes in leading magazines for October. Try that Jell-O mincemeat mold for a brand new autumn treat. It's a grand and glorious combination of shimmering red cherry Jell-O... Spicy, rich mincemeat and crunchy nuts. Look up the recipe, because that rich red cherry jello tastes even richer than ever, thanks to a new formula which captures the flavor of fresh-picked cherries as never before. All six delicious jello flavors are just chuck full of glorious fruit-like goodness. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Look for those big red letters on the box. They spell jello a registered trademark of General Foods that stands for America's Red Letter Desserts. J-E-L-L-O And now back to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. As we return to the Coopers, we find Liz, her artistic pride offended, sobbing in the den while George is trying to get her to open the door for him. Liz. Oh, come on, Liz. Let me in. I didn't mean anything. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. You don't think I have any talent. I do, too. I just don't have an eye for art. Come on, let, let, let me look at it again. Oh, Liz, now I see what you mean. That's real good. Oh. It is. <laughs> but you've changed it, haven't you? Uh, yes. It's wonderful. How did you do it so quickly? I threw it at you when you left the room. <laughs> no. I know what the trouble is, George. I've been trying to sculpt from this picture of the discus thrower. I need a model. A model? Yeah, someone tall and handsome with a good physique and lots of muscles. Well, I guess you would do better. Oh, George, can I hire a model? Oh, you're wonderful. Now, you don't have to waste money hiring a model. Well, where am I going to get a big, strong, handsome man? (laughs) George, why don't you answer me? I'm not doing anything tonight. Oh, honey, forgive me. I didn't even think about that. You go to a movie and enjoy yourself. (laughs) Thanks a lot. I hate to put it so bluntly, Liz, but if you need a model, I'll make the sacrifice. You? Well, let me see. Turn around. The other way. Well, thanks anyway, George. What do you mean, thanks, anyway? Well, it was a nice offer, but you're, you're just not the model type. You have a nice build and all, but 
But what? Well, your muscles, they're all in your coat. <laughs> oh, is that so? Well, look at this picture of the discus thrower. He has big, bulging muscles, like an atlas. Well, I'll just show you. Uh, wait till I take my coat off. And my shirt. There. <clears throat> well, Gypsy Rose Cooper. <laughs> Never mind the wisecracks. Just look at those muscles. Uh, I'll just bet you they're, they're as big as your discus throwers. Oh, George. Uh, does it give us dimensions? Yes, it says right here. Neck 17, Bickup's 20 inches. <laughs> That's biceps. Oh. 20 inches, huh? Yeah. Measure mine. Okay. Yours are 15. Hmm. Well, I didn't really have my arm flexed. Huh? <clears throat> now, now, what does it measure? Uh, 14 and a half. <laughs> There's something wrong with that tape measure. Look, honey, I'll call a model agency and hire someone. You will like heck. Liz, I, I don't mind your playing around with this stuff, but when you start throwing away good money on... on... What's the matter? You've got an awful lot of equipment here. How much did this junk cost? All right, George, I won't hire a model. How much did it cost? Well, that's enough sculpting for tonight. Let's go to a movie. How much did it cost? Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars? Sounds like so much more when you say it. Fifty dollars? Liz, tomorrow morning, all that junk goes back to the art store. Back? But, George, my art. Your art, my foot. Back it goes, and that's an order. Now, what have you got to say about that? <laughs> and then, Iris, he became completely unreasonable. Well, what do you mean, girl? He absolutely forbid me to hire a model. He didn't. Well, if I were you, I'd hire a model this afternoon. Oh, I can't do that. Why not? I hired one this morning. <laughs> oh, good girl, girl. I hated to go against George's wishes, but it's a crime to stifle a talent like mine. Oh, Iris, the doorbell. There he is. Call you later. Yes? Somebody here call for muscles, Malcolm? <laughs> uh, are you from the model agency? Yeah. Who's the artist? I am. Use? <laughs> yeah, me's. <laughs> Come in. Thanks. Uh, this way, uh, muscles. I'm working in the den. Uh, uh, where do I undress? Oh, just go... Undress? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take my clothes off. I presume you want me to pose all natural... Oh, natural. <laughs> yeah, that's French. It means... I know what it means, I know. <laughs> well, didn't you bring anything for sort of in-between? Well, only me tiger skin. Well, that's better. Where do I change me clothes? Use the den. Okay. 
Don't come in. I won't. Just call me when you've got your skin on. Are you getting tired, Malcolm? Nah, I could stand here for hours. Me muscles are as strong as iron bands. Congratulations. Tell me, did you ever see an arm like this before? Well, yes, but it had a foot on it and they called it a leg. <laughs> it don't make me laugh. It moves me muscles. <laughs> Hey, Liz, honey, I'm home. Oh, no, my husband's home early. Oh, that's nice. No, it's awful. Hide, quick. Well, I didn't do nothing. Hide! No, my actions are above reproach. Get in that closet. I don't want him to see you. I- I'll try to get rid of him. Liz, where are you? Uh, here I am, dear. What's new? <laughs> oh, nothing much. Dinner ready? Dinner? Oh, uh, I'm glad you asked that, dear. We need some things for dinner. Would you mind running down to the store? As soon as I get my tobacco from the den. No, no, George, uh, go to the store. I'll tell you what we need. Oh! Why should you make such a fuss about this? I'll just take this tobacco and... Liz, whose clothes are those? Clothes? Yes. Yes, clothes. Oh, yes. Well, they're clothes, all right. <laughs> yes, but whose? That's a very good question. Oh, they're yours, George. I cleaned out your closet this afternoon. Is it all right to throw those away? Those aren't my clothes. Oh, yes, they are. They're so old you've forgotten them. But look at those shoes. They're, they're tremendous. They're yours. Huh. Wait till I try them on. Oh, don't be silly, George. If they're not yours, what would they be doing here? See, George, they fit you perfectly. Yes, but I've got my own shoes on inside of them. <laughs> well, you must have shrunk. I'll say I must have. Okay, Liz, now what's going on here? I don't know what you mean. What was that? What? <laughs> that. You must be dreaming, George. I didn't hear anything. Nobody sneezed. I didn't say anyone did. Oh. <laughs> Who's in that closet, Liz? No one, George. Gesundheit! Thank you. <laughs> hey, Mrs. Cooper... Can I put my clothes on now? <laughs> Who's in there, Liz? Would you believe me if I said my statue came to life? <laughs> no. I didn't think you would. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Say, you don't want to catch cold, old fellow. Put your clothes on. Huh? Thank you. Aren't you mad, George? Mad? Oh, no, not at all, dear. Well, why should I be? Well, what are you going to do to me? <laughs> do to you? Why, nothing, darling. Don't nothing, darling me. You're acting too sweet. What have you been up to, George Cooper? <laughs>
Yes, dear, I'm back. Where did you disappear to after dinner? Oh, I was busy. Uh, come on in, Miss Crawford. Uh, certainly, Mr. Cooper. <laughs> uh, this is my wife. How do you do? <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> what is this, George? Well, I decided you were right, Liz, and that's why Miss Crawford is here. I've taken up a new hobby. What's the matter? Were they out of stamp albums? <laughs> no, I thought painting would be nicer. Uh, Miss Crawford is my model. Oh? Well, the main thing is I, I have to have something to occupy my mind when you're gone. You look like you're doing pretty well while I'm still here. <laughs> well, you have your sculpturing and I have my painting. Uh, now, if you'll pardon us. Uh, ready, Miss Crawford? Well, uh, you haven't told me if you wanted me draped or undraped. <laughs> undraped. Draped. I usually pose undraped. Draped. You've got a bad enough cold already. <laughs> Could I see you in the hall a minute? Okay. Yeah, excuse me, Miss Crawford. Oh, to be sure. George, are you really set on being a painter? As long as you go on being a sculptor, I am. I just gave it up. <laughs> really? George, let's forget about hobbies. Uh, but what about when one of us is gone? I, I thought you wanted to prepare for that. Oh, let's not worry about it, George. Maybe by that time, science will have figured a way for us all to stay. <laughs> Kiss me, George. Mm. Oh, George, that's going to be my hobby from now on. Yes, Lucille, what's up? Well, tonight, Robert, I am something I have always wanted to be. A ballet dancer. A little ballet music maestro. Hello. Uh, they told me you were the premier danseuse. That's a dirty fib. <laughs> Well, I came to ask some questions. Uh, how's your ballet? Huh? I said, how's your ballet? Oh, fine, thanks. How's yours? I mean your new one. Your new dance. Oh, that... Well, it all takes place on a dessert. You mean a desert? I mean a dessert. It's called a jello jiggle. Yes, uh, uh, and, and I understand it's danced by the six delicious flavors. Is that right? Uh, no. Well, does it make you think of the real ripe fruit itself? Uh, no. 
how about the big red letters on the box? Yeah, how about them? (laughs) This is ridiculous. This dance can't be about Jell-O if no one even says the flavor is locked in by a special process and can't get out till your first delicious spoonful. (laughs) I wondered how you were going to work that in. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I ain't going to do the Jell-O jiggle. I had an accident. An accident? Yep. Well, I'm sorry. How did it happen? Well, I had on my new shoes. See, they're kind of sharp. I spun six times. Once for strawberry, like this. Once for raspberry, like this. Once for cherry, like so. And once for orange, lemon, and lime, like this. Oh! Darn that jello diggle, I've done it again. What? Don't just stand there. Get me out. I dug myself right into the ground. Listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rory. Tonight's transcribed program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Lucille Ball can currently be seen starring in Columbia's laugh success, The Fuller Brush Girl. Watch for it when it comes to your city. Henry, what are you thinking about? Why, that new instant Sanker coffee, dear. It certainly is wonderful. Sure thing. Just look at the new richer coffee color. Taste the new full-bodied real coffee flavor. Discover how much less instant Sanka costs. And did you know the makers of instant Sanka make the only caffeine-free coffee? The kind that can't affect anybody's nerves or sleep. Try the new instant Sanka. It's wonderful. Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by... J-E-L-L Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tapioca puddings. Yes, sirree. Bob Lamont speaking. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy show at RileyandKimmy.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.